Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the Talk to Fame. We're currently live streaming on YouTube. Go check it out. We're also on a couple of other platforms. Make sure you give the podcast a follow, a like, listen. Uh, you can find that on I- Apple, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get yours, you can come and find us. We got, of course, the boy <clears throat> joining us tonight. How are you doing, Ty? Jake, what is it, man? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you, brother? Uh, just living, man. Had myself a heck of a week this week. Uh, we're getting kind of lucky. This is the second podcast in the last five days. So uh, yeah, man. back on the mic, man. I'm digging it. I'm loving every minute of it. So that means you're doing that means we're doing something right. You know, when you're having fun, you got you got to love it. So unfortunately, the boy Boyce won't be here tonight. He had to go take care of all the Swifties over at Mile High. So T's and P's boys. Last time we talked to him, he's cleaning up some shit and piss because some sewers broke. So good luck with that, plumber. Uh, I do not envy you tonight. I can tell you that much. So, um, but yeah, man, second second show of the week, making moves over here at the Talk to Fame. Uh, make sure you guys go listen to our, uh, our our podcast, obviously, but go uh, go find our Instagram. We're pretty active over there, asking some questions, posting stories, keeping you in the loop of our day to day life, and you know, asking some sports stuff as well. So help us uh, help us grow, help us keep you entertained. And let's just keep doing it because we're going to the fucking moon, baby. Um, Jags by a mile. We have a couple catchphrases around here. So how's the week? I know you uh, you got some golfing throughout the week. How was that? How'd you do? Uh, I know one was for charity, Ty. Tell us a little bit about that charity and how was that golf game doing? Yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, we're able to go do a four-man scramble at a pretty nice country club out here in Colorado. And uh, we, we shot, shot well. well. Uh, we had, we four, had four people, people in there. In there. And, and um, you, know, you know, we, we took, took first, first place in our division. division. Nice. And, and then, then on top, top of that, that I, hit I hit the longest, longest drive, drive of the day. day. I saw that. What so, was the drive? 356 yards. To the moon. I'm going to start calling you Bryson, dude. God yeah. damn. I love yeah. that. That's awesome, man. Um, did you get any other personal golf in that wasn't for charity or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, me and my we buddy, buddy, we went to Fox, Fox Hollow, Hollow the other day, day. Okay. And, and played pretty well. well. Shot, Shot an 83, mm. got, got a nice, nice little, little sunburn. sunburn. Nice. Um, everything, everything was working, working well. well, the driver, the, driver, the, wedges, the wedges, the long, the long irons. irons, just can't, just can't fit, fit out the putter. the putter. That's the hardest one, right? Reading them greens and getting the flat stick working. Did you get any uh, some Smith Canyons uh, going out that way or what? Yeah, yeah, dude, I think, I think my, my shot, shot of the day, day was a par, a par five, five, about 265, and threw one about five feet, feet from, the, from cup. the cup. That's pretty good, dude. That's pretty good. So, so. Might be seeing uh, Daddy Ty on a, on a PGA tour, maybe. Maybe on the Corn Ferry tour, huh? That'd be <laughs> sick. That'd be sick, dude. Um, that's good, though. Um, I'm happy to hear that. Boys, have fun cleaning up that shit. Well, we get to have some fun tonight. So if you missed last episode, speaking of boys, you know what I mean? I think he had one of the craziest takes I think I've heard ever. And that's Jason Kelsey being the 19th best player in the NFL. I think that is absolutely absurd, bro. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, it blows my mind. I don't, I don't even, even know, know how, how you, you make, make that, that pick. Same. I like... Do I, I your pick with Derrick Henry was a little out there as well, but Jason Kelsey's just over the moon. A dude, you know, contemplating retirement as like like we talked about, who's have had a foot out the door, you know, at the end of the Super Bowl, and oh, you're gonna take him 19th overall? You're crazy, absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, I could come, come up with, with a multitude, multitude of better, better players. players. Then Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey after 20. 20. So, so for Jason, Jason to, you know, you know half the Lions, Lions take it 19, 19 yeah. and then the boys come out take it the league, Jason Kelsey. Pretty crazy. Very crazy. Very crazy. Uh, how's, the, how's the week been for you outside of that? Doing good? Everything all right? Everything's good, good here. here. I've got a little echo, echo on one. Do you have an echo on your end? I do a little bit here. I can see... Let's see. Uh, pardon the 
How's that? Is that better? Yeah. It's like when I talk. Oh, yeah, that's a million times better. All right, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, let's do that. So, no, we, we've been really good. So excited tonight. I know we got a lot of really good content tonight. Um, if you guys were on our social media page, you're able to see that we're going to be able to talk about the GOAT tonight. We're going to discuss the top five quarterbacks in NFL history. Obviously, it's always a controversial topic. Everybody's got their top one, top two. They typically agree on that. But when it gets to three, four, and five, that's when it gets a little choppy. So excited to cover that tonight. Obviously, we're going to be discussing our, our refs, right? Yeah. Um, players are held to a very high standard in all leagues across the world. So uh, why aren't refs held to the same standard? Um, I think that's the topic that we should start with personally, Jake, because, you know, um, when you think about a ref, I mean, there's been a multitude of different games that I can reflect on where the last couple seconds, a ref literally threw the flag, blew the whistle. It caused that game to go one way or the other. Yep. So, um, you know, maybe I'll pass it off to you first. Um, do you think refs should be accountable for missed calls? Do you think they should be interviewed after the game? Like, should that dynamic change in all leagues across the I think it definitely, it definitely needs to change. Um, and for, for me, I'm more of a, a football homer. You know, I got more knowledge about the, fo- uh, about the NFL. It, it needs to change. You know, there needs to be – the refs need to be – get a union. You know what I mean? You have the players' union. You have the owners' union, right? There needs to be something for the refs so they can be held accountable. Because right now um, – most recent example that comes to my mind is this last Super Bowl on that uh, defensive holding or in a defensive holding call against the Eagles, right? Nine times out of 10, that call doesn't get called. It's, you know, in a critical situation. And yeah, it, I mean, it was a flag. Let's be real. But you have all these other NFL players saying like, why are you calling that? You were, you were playing a very, you know, physical game. You were letting the boys play. But then towards the end of the the Super Bowl, you know, you start throwing flags. Another one is the, what was it, the Rams playoff game, the no-call pass interference a couple years ago. Um, That dude against the Saints, I don't know how you fucked that up. You know, like, it should have been the Saints going to play Tom Brady instead of the Rams that year. And they just get scot-free. There's nothing that happens to them. And that's it. You know, it's just part of the history. As far as interviews go, I don't think we need to interview them. I don't think there's that much of a need to throw them on a mic. Who wants to listen to someone that's, a, you know, a janitor and a lawyer part-time, you know, throughout the rest of the year than when there is no football? So I think the interviewing, not really, but being held accountable, yes, like maybe fines or game suspensions. Along those lines, definitely something needs to happen because right now they have zero repercussion. What about you? What's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, it's zero. I mean, you think about these athletes. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars a year. And some of their seasons are 16 games, right? I mean, it's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a short season, 17 games. And, you know, one call can make a break if you're going to the offseason early, if you're going to make a playoff run. Uh, I think if we're paying these players the amount of money that they're making, these refs uh, should be held accountable for the type of calls that are on the field, right? But there's two arguments to this. The one argument, I'll I'll kind of touch base on both of them. So why the refs should be accountable. These leagues are billion-dollar leagues. There's tons of money in them, right? I think just most recently, the NFL refs just became full-time. For the longest time, these guys, like, they literally didn't do much in the offseason. Like, they yep. just work full-time. Now they're full-time. So kudos to the NFL. You're getting that right. Pay these guys the money so they can practice year-round. Um, I just think in the, these critical moments of the game, the playoffs, the wild-card games, obviously the big games, the Super Bowls, the NBA Finals, the uh, MLB World Series. Like, I know they load them up even more with more refs, but just make – the technology that we have readily available easier to use like us as an audience and fans we know if the play's a foul or not we don't need to go into the headset for 10 minutes delay the game just make the call make the correct call i think that's what the fans want and as a ref if you made the wrong call and we're not going to overturn it be accountable at the end of the day come out and say you made the wrong call i mean you look all these players if they made a mistake 
they always come out and say, hey, this one's on me. And I think the refs should do the same. I agree 100% with you. And like it goes with um, you know, for some games, like with uh, what, like the XFL, <laughs> uh, the USFL, there's a lot of quirky rules in there. I know the XFL first came back a couple of years ago before The Rock bought it from Vince McMahon. You know, they had like expedited replay, you know, like um, so that it didn't have to go to a booth in New York for like every single game. You know, like, why is that so hard? I can, you know, find a replay of that play, rewind it a couple times, boom, done, we're good to go. You know, it doesn't need to be a 15 minute process and long and drawn out. Just know your shit and get it right. You're just hold yourself to a higher standard that's all it is you know what i mean and like you have a headset why can't there be people in the booth like literally saying hey bad call overturn it immediately like it's not like it's just just use the technologies that's available right yeah it should be at every single game there's only 16 games happening right 32 divided by 2 16 then you get bye week so then there's some less later on in the year it shouldn't be that hard then you have thursday monday night games most of the time thursday is a single then we have Black Friday game, so that's going to be a game. You know, it's not like you're just using all your resources as a multi-billion-dollar company. Just be better, you know, in general. You know, like make the the viewing experience for the fans better by having better officiating crews on Zed Field making the right calls. And I get it. You know, we're human. We make errors. It is what it is. But just like man up to it at the end of the day. That's all it is. You know, like yeah. we need more angles in the Super Bowl. You know, like how are there lack of camera angles in the biggest games and the biggest moments of this throughout whatever you know uh, league? There just needs to be more camera angles, man. Like, there's no reason there should be a blind spot in the end zone, and I can't tell if he has two feet in, if he got pushed, if he was bobbling the ball, and you can only see forearm on the ground and the back. There's no reason for it, you know. I know we're, we're just living in a new world where everything is just all off of technology. So use it, just spend yeah. the money and use it because in the day that what a sports fan want is they want the right call. Yep. And if you're the losing team, but it was the right call, at least you can live with it. Right. The last thing you want to do is be the losing team off of a bad call. So, um, use the technologies out there. And, but then the other, other side of the coin, Jake, that makes this argument interesting is we're all human, right? Yeah. We, we all make mistakes and, you know, you hear these athletes all the time saying the jump from high school to, to college. Yep. The biggest difference is speed and size. But the only difference between college and the pros is only speed. And so you imagine how fast this game going. I mean, these things are happening in milliseconds. Yeah, just- so these refs got to make a split time reaction, right? Am I making the right call? Am I not? Um, so I kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, let's own up to it. I know the MLB is maybe thinking about going to a robotic system for balls and strikes. Like, I'm I've been vocal it. about it. Like, you, you think it's a good idea? I think there should be a, uh, as a fail safe because the, the umps in the, in the behind behind the plate, their their strike zones are inconsistent as can be you have a bunch of old whites not making the right call have some kind of automated system to where they can turn around i saw it in college or in like triple a or whatever uh like a week or so ago and just have it there as a fail safe you know a batter can challenge that you turn around oh yep that was a ball or you know cool ball nope that was a strike cool strike you're out you know what i mean there needs to be something there to help it out to be make the game correct instead of bad calls yeah i i could i could get on that train as a as a like a backup right Mm -hmm. i don't want to get rid of the refs or the umpires because as much as baseball is extremely boring to me the Mm -hmm. one thing that i do love is right the manager getting ejected Yes, like you're out of here, right? Like that whole part of the game that gets the fans going. Hey, buddy, you're gone. Yep. Get out. So, Get out <laughs> Love it. So let's keep that going. But at the end of the day, I think you and I both agree we got technology. Use use it. Let's make the right calls. These players' legacy 
I mean, we're talking about legacy can be changed off of a right call and a wrong call. 100%, man. What was that baseball game, Jake? You might be able to pull this up real quick. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. That pitcher, I think he was a pitcher for the Tigers where he had the perfect game and grounded out to like first and the pitcher came to cover the base, caught it, and I think it was – what was his name? Something, the, the, the ref's name was West. Uh, and they ended up calling the runner safe. It was the bottom of nine, two outs, mm-hmm. and ruined the perfect game for this guy. I mean, how many perfect games have there been? Far and few between. Yep. This guy had a chance to do one, and I think the ref completely took it away from him. Um, do you remember his name by chance? Were you able to pull that up? Um, I can. You'll have to give me a couple seconds. I know what you're talking about, though. Let's see here. Perfect. Yeah, so that's what it is. Armando Galarraga's perfect game ruined by umpire Jim Joyce. It was the top of the nine, two outs, runner on first. Detroit was up three to zero against the Cleveland. And runner grounded to first base. It was an automatic. He was out by at least a couple steps. Umpire called him safe, took away the the uh, perfect game. The no-no. And you can't review that. Um, and there's, actually, there's actually footage, dude, of that first base umpire the next day. He was the home plate umpire. He came out and was crying. That's how emotional he was for the call because he took away a big history. part of uh, history. Yeah. Like, you just need to, you need to be better. You know what I mean? I understand so much in baseball. Baseball is not that fast of a sport. It's really, really slow. It's hard for me to watch it on TV. I love going to games because the atmosphere is fun if you're in the right stadium. Um, But baseball is boring. It's really slow. I don't know how I feel about the pitch clock that they introduced this year. I feel like they can add a couple more seconds onto it. I think right now it's like 20 and it just felt really rushed. You know, it's boom, 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 which is awesome. But you, you can slow it down a little bit for the pitch count. Let the batter actually be able to get set. You know what I mean? Because now there's some pitchers out there that will just get up, boom, throw. Get up, boom, throw. As soon as they get it, they're going. Uh, and I don't I got, know how to make baseball better, man. Well, I got, I got a thought on it. Like, I don't watch a lick of regular season baseball. Like, I just don't because I'm, like, so bored of it. But what I do watch is the playoffs. I only watch the World Series, if I'm being honest. But, like, when I'm watching those playoffs, the one thing that keeps me entertained Mm -hmm. is literally, like, the complexity. The, like, it's kind of like a puzzle piece out there that these managers have to rotate players and all about matchups, right? Like, that's intriguing. Um when you have the pitch clock, I get it. You're trying to speed up the games. But I think a big part of baseball is the strategy. Like, that's a huge part of it. And I think the one thing to make this more exciting is you've got to get a little bit more action. Agreed. I mean, everybody wants that? home runs. Do you load, do you make the fences shorter? Exactly. Do you bring it? You do bring the outfield in a little bit. Do you uh, make the shift illegal? Um you start juicing, letting players juice again for fun. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, as of recent years, that kind of leads into another topic. And we'll get to our top five greatest quarterbacks of all time here in a minute. But I want to ask you, Ty, and I want to ask our listeners and viewers, should, should players past, present, mostly past in the MLB, uh, more specifically, the steroid era, should they be allowed to be in, inducted into the Hall of Fame like Barry Bonds? Um, I know it's a very controversial subject. So if you guys are watching the live stream, leave a comment. Be a part of the show. If you're on uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and you're watching this, you can also comment and uh, you'll come through. So make sure you go to the YouTube, though. Give us a like. Give us a subscription subscribe god damn that was hard huh <laughs> and uh we appreciate you guys following us i think should stare should the steroid era player be eligible for the hall of fame time hell yeah or is like rick slayer would say woo absolutely woo! baby we why? should and, and here's why i mean they're if cheating you, the game dude they're cheating I get the it. game 
you juice me and you up right now, we ain't hitting dingers. Nope. We I'm ain't hitting dingers. We're, we hitting doubles, bro. <laughs> Dude, at the end of the day, you still have to hit a 98 mile per hour fastball, curveball, changeup, split, whatever it is. You got to make contact with the bat. No matter how jacked you are, the hand eye coordination, the athleticism to do that is still unreal, right? It's insane. It's, it's arguably the hardest thing in all of sports to do is to hit a ball. It's it's unbelievable, man. Like, I think if you threw me, and I'm just an average Joe, if you threw any average Joe in the plate and you gave him 50 pitches from an MLB pitcher, you'd be mm-hmm. lucky to make contact, like just a nick of the ball one time, right? So you think about, should they be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, because they revolutionize how baseball history is written. Yep. The second thing is we just discussed, how do you make it better? Well, guess what? The best time that baseball was thriving was when these guys were hitting 500-foot bombs. Yep, yep, 100%. You had Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa. You had Mark McGuire. I mean, talk about three absolute studs, and everybody tuned in to watch them. Why? Because they hit home runs. It's electric. It's absolutely electric. Those are... As in my childhood, right? I'm uh, early 30s, you know, so I'm not that young, but I'm not that old. You know, I'm right there in a sweet spot. Uh, I remember Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, um, like, and several other people. I mean, even m- most recently, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., you know what I mean? Like, they, it was so much fun to watch the the home run race between McGuire and Sosa back in the day, and them just murdering balls out of the stadium, and then Barry Bonds doing his thing, making history. You know, he's still in the record books, so why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? It it, it just blows my mind. And another one is like Roger Clemens, dude. Like, there's so many greats. Yes, it's cheating the game technically, but. You just get get juice to the gills. Let everybody do it. Bigger, faster, stronger, longer home runs. Let's get it. You would actually have sold out crowds in every stadium. Even even you, Dick Momfort, with your bullshit Rockies, the shitty team in the NL West. You just want to party, and you only have a stadium, and you don't care about baseball. You just want to make money because that's the bottom. Sell the fucking team, Dick sell the team okay the rockies faithful want a winning product because you're the laughing stock of professional sports in colorado you're the only one that has not won anything and you'll be the only one to never win anything with your business model sell the fucking team dick like like tomorrow or like yesterday would be nice you know we had a we had a hell of a squad there and then hey let's just trade here's the best trade of them all ready for this one yeah arenado could be one of the best baseball players Ever. Yep. Hey, not only are we going to give you Arenado St. Louis, but we're going to give you millions of dollars along with it. 50 mil. Here's 50, 50 million dollars. 5 0, dude. Worst so, trade in MLB history. Blo- yeah. I, as soon as that happened, man, broke my heart one. Because uh, I love Nato. And the wife and I went and bought. Cardinals Arenado jersey because fuck you, Dick. I will not yep. buy any Rockies merch uh, until you're not the owner. So I'll go to Rockies games if someone yeah. buys the ticket for me or I get it for free. You know, well, that's I mean, it. it's not happening. Sorry, I had yeah. a rant on that one, dude. I It just – and I'm not even a Broncos fan, but dude, I love the Rockies. It just hurts for me to root them on because I don't want to support that guy. It just exactly. sucks. It just it sucks. sucks. Especially um, when you got all the other teams in town, man. Everybody's thriving, dude. We got the NHL Stanley Cup, the NBA champions. We got the Broncos that are hopefully on the rise with some new coaching. Like, just hopefully we can get back on that train. And then you got the freaking Rockies, man, that just are a dumpster fire of a league. And, you know, it's sad, though, dude, because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I grew up going to games with my dad. Yep. I grew up going to games with my grandpa. Like, and I remember as a kid, dude, I'm sitting here right next to, like, like literally right next to me. And I'll grab him real quick. <coughs> Snag him. I mean, you can see all these, right? Hell yeah. So these are all the baseballs that I got for every Rockies game that I went to. And That's now awesome. you fast forward 20 years. I got kids of my own. 
personally, I don't even want to go to the game because like, it's just an embarrassment, but I also want to make sure like my kids get to enjoy what I enjoyed going to the ballpark, getting the dog, doing that whole thing. Right. But at this point, when your GM and owner comes out saying we're a 70 win team right before the year even starts, you've done some things horrifically wrong. So MLB, if you ever listen to this, this is what you need to do and you need to do it immediately. Treat history just like history and put the people that literally laid the foundation of the sport into the greatest honor ever to the Hall of Fame. Roger Clements, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, the list goes on and on. Put them in the Hall of Fame. They should be remembered forever because what they did, not many people will ever do again, no matter if you're on steroids or you're not. They're literally iconic. Some of the best hitters that this world will ever see. Put them in the Hall. And uh, I think if you do that, you start setting a press in the MLB that where's the fireworks here, right? You think about, like, let's make some comparisons here. A home run in baseball Mm -hmm. is equivalent to a Hail Mary, a bomb to Tyreek Hill, a punt return, a kick return. That's just electric, right? A three-pointer step back over someone, Steph Curry, bang! Yeah. Like that's what baseball needs to do. Market the home runs. And if you do that, I think the viewership will increase and I think you'll put a better product on the field. I agree with you 100% on that one. And uh, it's it's something, I mean, it needs to change. You know, like we talked about on the last episode as well, um, you know, defense or offense wins championships, right? It, it's, you need to evolve. You you can't keep that league or whatever sport you're playing stagnant because it comes old. Oh, but you got to respect tradition. I agree. Tradition is a big part of all sports, but you can respect tradition and innovate at the same time. You know what I mean? So I just, something needs to change in the MLB. Uh, maybe letting everyone get juiced to the gills and just hit bombs all day will do something. I would certainly probably watch them more. I would love to see like a 30-40 game, you know what I mean, or 30-29. That would be freaking awesome. Um, Something's got to change, though, Uh, and I don't even know the MLBs can rob Manford. Like, let's figure it out, but pal, let's do it, all right? So, Well, I think if they just took a peek at what the NBA is doing and how they're making it more relevant, like we discussed on, I think, our first episode, that in-season tournament – why don't yep. you spice something up that for the MLB? I mean, they got such a long season, man. It's that's un- another one. Would you get rid of 162 games? Would you cut that down? That's I'm, fucking so many, dude. I probably would, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, but that, they, but then there's two, like the owners, they don't want to lose out any profits that they could potentially get, right? Yeah. But from a fan, like, let's get to the good stuff. So maybe they embark on an in-season tournament. Maybe they get more creative with an all-star game. Like, just, it's a different audience in today's world. And I think you need to be creative, man. Um, so, MLB, hopefully you can figure it out soon. Agreed. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I know you uh, I know you've hinted at hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do. Would you say getting an ace, getting a hole-in-one in golf is difficult? If I could get one in my lifetime, Jake, I would die a happy man. Okay. I think that's a yes then. I think that is a yes. So over like just unbelievable yes. Yeah, 100%, right? Like hands down. Um, The only reason I bring that up is because Steph Curry, you know, the chef, the three-point god, the guy that has revolutionized the NBA – He's playing in the uh, Celebrity Championship Golf Tour this weekend and um, casually hits a hole-in-one, bro. Absolutely ridiculous. Beautiful shot. Just bounces like, what, maybe a foot in front of the cup, less than that, six inches. Just rolls on in, hits the pin, and drops. Fucking insane. And then he ran the whole par three, which was pretty cool, too. But what can't that guy do? That guy was kissed by God himself and was like, you're good. You know what I mean? And golf, dude, like to be able to be good at golf, it takes a completely different skill set than basketball. And I mean, that guy is almost a scratch golfer and he yeah. only gets to play maybe half the year. Um, so to be down in Tahoe 
Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the vibes were just through the roof. Music was blaring. And to put one tight and to put it in the hole, like that feeling, like I'd love to hear Steph talk about it. I wonder if that moment kind of felt like winning an NBA championship because right. it is literally one of the hardest things to do in sports. So uh, Steph Curry, I envy you. I'm jealous of you. I wish I had the contract the Warriors are paying you. And uh, quite frankly, I wish I could hit a hole in one uh, like you did in front of about, you know, 20,000 people in the gallery. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous, dude. And uh, would you say baseball or golf is the most difficult sport? I think different, dude. I think baseball is the third hardest. Okay. I think golf is the second hardest. And I think okay. hockey is the first hardest. And the only reason why I say that is because you're on ice. True. I think if you take just the ice element is unbelievable. You got to You're going to get hit. You're going to get checked. You got this tiny puck. I mean, it sticks. You're, you're getting, it's, it's, it's such a fast paced game. I think hockey is unbelievably tough. I don't know how you could be harder because the, every other sport, at least you're grounded to the earth. That one, let's throw a couple blades on you and go out there and just try to throw a puck in a net. Like yeah. it's impossible, man. I, I don't know how they do it. I would I would say hockey is definitely the most physical and brutal of any sport out that's not like combat fighting, MMA, boxing, you know, uh, combat sports. Um, I, I would still think for me personally, it's golf's the hardest because you're going, you know, three, four, five, six hundred yards and in three, four, five shots. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not easy. It's not like it's just a straight shot, dog leg left, dog leg right, bunkers, water hazards, wind, the elements, and then baseball, and then probably hockey. So I'd put hockey from your one to my three. Um, but I mean, you know, you're all, they're all so close. They're just hard in different aspects. Like, I just look at myself. I can hit a golf ball. Am I great? No, but I can hit it. Baseball, I mean, shooting there's 80, no 80, chance. Yeah, take it, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm taking, like, put a two in front of that eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Baseball, I can't say. You throw me a 90-mile-per-hour fastball, there's no chance. Like a bunt, maybe. Maybe. Even that, dude, is coming so quick. Like, I just right. pound the under because that's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> and then you throw me on some skates, and it's, it's not pretty. So... That's why I have it. I guess your argument to golf, it's only one of the few sports where it's a one-man sport. Yep. Like half the game of golf is between your ears. So you have to have such a quick trigger to move on from a bad shot. Um, the other sports that we mentioned, it's a team sport. So you got your teammates to rely on a little bit. Sam says the Raiders are trash. I, the owner Sam, Sam knows what's up. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely the most uh, mentally fortitude sport, I would say, is golf. Because you, you can't count on anybody else. It's you and that's it. Yeah, your caddy can suggest a club, what you're using, give you some grass-type information. But that's it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the one deciding how he's going to attack this ball, how much power he's putting into it. You know, are, are we going for a draw, fade? What are we doing here? So I, for me, it's golf, man. And plus, you got to walk fucking four, four, three, four rounds. You got practice every single day. You know, it's just insane. You're doing 18, 18, 18, 18. And it, weather changes constantly. You could tee off one day at 8 a.m. The next day you're at 2 p.m. And throughout the round, you know, where the, the positions on the, the sun is and how cloudy and forecasted it is changes how your ball reacts to the club laying on the ground. So to me, it's golf. Golf is by far just it blows my mind that people can shoot fucking 13 under. It's insane. Absolutely insane to me. Yeah. It takes a special talent. It's one of those repetition sports. You have to go it over and over and over again. And even no matter how much you practice, mm -hmm. one little mistake and you're going right, left, you're in the crowd. And, you know, I think it was a Robin Williams joke. It's like, hey, golf's hard enough, but let's put sand. Let's put water. Let's put these big trees. Let's make oh, the fairway as narrow as possible. Yeah, it's raining. You know, yeah. you're the 
top top of the cups on a hill. Good luck, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's insane. It's absolutely insane to me. Um, appreciate you, Sam, for listening. Appreciate all you guys watching this show. Uh, said it before. We're live streaming right now on YouTube. We go live every Saturday night on our YouTube channel, The Talk to Fame, at 9.30 Central, 8.30 Mountain Time. Be sure to check out the podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, wherever you get yours. You can find us, and that's where we are. Make sure you give the boys a listen and help us uh, send this thing to the moon because that's the way we're going. Uh, only way is up, baby, and that's just what it is. Um, let's get into the the real guts, though. Um Who's your top five greatest quarterbacks of all time, Ty? Wow, what a uh, what a quick, abrupt question. Uh, there's a lot of meat to this, so there's um, a huge amount of meat to this, dude. So I'm gonna try to carve this piece by piece. I'll give you my five, and then I'll let you have your mic. Okay. Um, listen, there's been a lot of really great quarterbacks in this league. Agreed. Um, the way yeah, I base all time great. Well. I guess you're right. I think we can make an argument in the top five, maybe out of 10 quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I grade a quarterback off of a couple of things. Longevity. Yep. Right? Obviously, Super Bowls, MVPs, wins, career statistics. Are they all-time passing? You know, are they one of the all the best in all the categories? Um, the other one that I grade personally off an all-time quarterback Someone who's reliable, was there for their team, didn't quit, wasn't a head case, wasn't a me person. It was all about the team. So when you think about those categories, the first ones, it's not, you can't even argue it. We might as well just argue the, the last four. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Yep. He will always be the GOAT. I think um, what he did in New England was like, will never happen again from a dynasty perspective. And I think what really locked his dynasty in forever was everybody always said, well, he needs Bill Belichick. The moment he left Bill, he goes down to Tampa and he does it all by himself at Tampa. So uh, yep. kudos to Tom. He's got, was it seven rings? Seven rings. Seven rings. So I'm going to take Brady at number one. I, I agree. We'll stop that one right there. Brady's one. Fight me. I like. I don't know how he's not. He did everything. Took the team-friendly deals. 21 years in the league. He's, he did everything. He's won with two franchises. He, yep. he, he won Super Bowls with scrub-wide receivers. Uh, I, that's it. Argument over. Case closed. Period. And, and, the, and the argument to him, too, is you could have more. Yep. He could have left. You give the ball to Marshawn Lentz, maybe he's one left. David yep. Tyree doesn't get the helmet catch. Maybe he's got one more, right? Yep. Maybe so, he goes perfect undefeated season yeah you know mario manningham catch uh i think also with the other giant super bowl like i love playing the what if game what if carson wentz never gets hurt big dick nick Foles never comes in and brady threw for over 500 yards in that super bowl and lost you know what i mean uh, he could have 10 he could be you know mj of the nfl 10 for 10 like it's it's stupid but he has seven <laughs> So what, go ahead, finish your list. Yeah. So yeah, Brady's Brady's one. Uh, number two for me is Peyton Manning. The okay. second part, like one of the last little categories that I had, obviously was all time records, but also longevity and just being a good, you know, a good person in the public to the community. I mean, there's no one better than Peyton. Uh, he will go down as obviously the greatest Indianapolis Colts of all time. Agreed. And in his short stint here in the Broncos, he's going to go down as the second best quarterback of all time uh, behind our boy John Elway. But as far as all passing records, what that guy did with just really crappy defenses, uh, his head, his forehead size, just what goes on in that brain uh, is just decades above everybody else. So Peyton Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, he's got to be number two for me. Do you agree with that? I do not. I do not have Peyton at two. Um, what do you got? He did, he did a lot of choking in the playoffs. Not necessarily a lot of choking. He just ran into Tom Brady a lot. You know what I mean? And the Patriots have the Colts' number. And um, even so, he. I love Peyton Manning. He's probably one of my top three players of all time, personally. Um, I, for me, it's hard. 
I think I have Drew Brees at two. Is that guy five thousand yards? Five that like he did a bunch. Uh, he just he has a his Drew Brees. Brees, dude. He gets slept on in oh a conversation, God. man. He get, every conversation. He had longevity. He came back from a terrible injury as well, and he was faithful to New Orleans. He got New Orleans a chip. Were they not as successful as they should have been? Probably. I mean, you played with some really good teams there, and you choked away. Uh, I mean, one of them was the you know no hit call on the ref. You know what I mean? DPI no call. So. I think Drew Brees is up there, and I got Peyton at three. God dang. Listen, every podcast has clickbait. We just created it. Drew Brees at number two. Never have I ever heard that one before. Um, There's a first for everything. I I think he's got one Super Bowl, if I'm right. Yep. Yep. So he's got one Super Bowl. He went to San Diego, was decent, got lucky, had Sean Peyton, had a miracle run after the big tragedy that hit New Orleans. Like, it was a one-hit wonder for Drew. Outside of that, the guy's I mean, really great on slants. I mean, <laughs> that's Michael Thomas, though. I mean, Drew Brees, 80,000 yards passing. That doesn't happen by accident. You know what I mean? From 01 to 2020, that's a pretty long career as well. Long career, but definitely not top five. He's not even in my top five. Hey, I respect it, dude. I respect I respect your opinion. Wow. Uh, I got Peyton at three for all the reasons you stated. For the most, he's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. He just choked yep. a little bit in the playoffs as well. Yeah, Peyton's Peyton and Brady. They're, they're locked top five. Yeah. So I'm glad we agree on that. My third one might be a hot take, but to me, it's not. This guy will, when his career is all said and done, he will give Tom Brady a run for the greatest of all time. Right now, the third greatest quarterback that the NFL has ever seen is Patrick Mahomes. And he just basically summed it up last season, getting the second Super Bowl. Uh, He's been to, what is it, five straight AFC Championships games. He's been to three Super Bowls. Should be 3-0 and in the big game um, if it wasn't for uh, Tampa Tom. Yeah. So I think Mahomes, he's just changing how people play quarterback. The game for him almost feels like a video game when you watch him play. It's so slow. It's just methodical. And my God, it's just the way he manages that offense. Like if someone said, hey, you had to bet everything you had on a game, I most likely would just pick a Mahomes game because that guy's just got some, like when when the, when the lights turn on, he just turns into a different dude. Yeah, when the right? lights are brightest. Yeah, he's just different. And yeah. – you know, no one thought – everyone thought he'd be good, but no one thought he'd be this great. So, you know, kudos to Kansas City, finding an all-time great. But uh, when he got that second Super Bowl, he's number three for me because Peyton got two, yep. Mahomes has two, Brady has seven. So that's my three. I respect it. I, For me, Mahomes has potential to be the go, right? Um, he is – one of one uh, we haven't seen anyone do anything that he's doing which is absolutely insane but since he's still really young in his career i don't have him in my top five uh, it's too soon anything can happen you know what i mean he could say fuck it and just retire i doubt it because of that competitive fire in him um but anything can happen you never know so uh, this could have been the last Mahomes super bowl we've seen him win and he goes on just a bunch of series of unfortunate events um, or he goes on and wins the next four of five. You know what I mean? It's hard to say. Uh, it's probably the latter. You know, he probably wins more because it just seems that way. But seeing Peyton Manning come up, I would assume he would have won more than two. And the one in Denver was um, should have been his third. You know, Super Bowl 50 should have been three. Uh, and technically, in my opinion, they shouldn't have won that one. The, that offense was dog shit in the playoffs. It's the defense that carried them. So Peyton was a shell of himself in Super Bowl 50, but uh, I re- that doesn't really mean anything. Um, so I think for me, a little too early on Patrick Mahomes. Still, uh, we'll see. He's definitely top 10 of all time already. So uh, Well, and he said, I mean, he, he did the Tom Brady. He took a 
you know, contract friendly. I mean, 500 million, it's hard to say that it's contract friendly, team friendly, but it actually is how the money gets paid out. So uh, they're going to be able to keep really good players around him for a very long time, which means their window is no longer closed for a long time. They got a championship window for 10 more years, Jake. Yeah, it's insane. And like the fact that Kelsey is always restructuring his contracts and stuff like that, like a lot of the core pieces there are willing to, yeah, I'll take money in a bonus right now. I don't care. You know, restructure it and go get whatever player. You know what I mean? I'm down. I want to win more. So, um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Number four, that was three, right? Brady, Breeze, Manning. Um, oof. Who do I have at four, brother? I think... You go ahead with your four while I while I debate myself on who my four is. So I got him right here. I don't know if you can see over my shoulder, but uh what Javante Williams? That's a running back. Uh, <laughs> number seven, baby, John Elway. I think um, that's much. Dude, I just think for me, obviously is a but he's he's a he's a top seven quarterback, non-arguable. He won back to back Super Bowls. I mean, the he's guy was so loyal to Denver. He gave sure. us everything he wanted. That guy had a fire under him. Uh, he made people all-time greats. Like, he specifically made Shannon Sharp who Shannon Sharp is, made Rod Smith who he is, Ed McCaffrey who he is, Terrell Davis who he is. Big John Mac. Elway was the heart of one of the greatest football teams in NFL history. Um, and back then it was a different league, man. That guy had to have a chip on his shoulder. You could hit the quarterback back then. Uh, you see here, right here, the helicopter play against yep. Green Bay, yep. laying it all out to get a W. So John Elway for me holds a special place because I'm a Denver native, but uh, he's definitely in my top five. I'll put him at four. I nope, he's not in my top five. Can't do it. Um, I got. This one might irk you a little bit. Might be a little bit of a shocker. I don't know about irk, but I got Dan Marino at four, bro. Mm. What he was able to do throughout the 80s and 90s, um, like you said with Elway, with the rules and the type of league that was, um, is what we're doing today. You know what I mean? 48 touchdown passes, 5,000 passing yards in a season. He has over 61,000 passing yards. Uh, yes, he never won a Super Bowl, but that guy was one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever touch the field and one of the best passers of the football to ever throw the ball. So I got Dan Marino, man. That guy was just built different, and uh, he's, he's just it's just unfortunate he never won a Super Bowl, which I know knocks him off a lot of people's list, but I mean – he he threw for 420 touchdowns, man, from 83 to 99. John Elway only threw for 300. You know, that's a huge I, difference. I just can't get on his train, man, because, like... You can't get on with the lookalike off, bro? No, man, there's just something about a quarterback to me. Your number one job is to lead your team to victory. No ifs, ands, or buts. You had a whole hell of a lot of chances to do it, and you couldn't do it. At the end of the day, the one quarterbacks that have the it factor, you have to. You have to win one chip. If Dan Marino, Jake, if he win one Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. I think there's a very good argument he's a top one to three all time. Yeah, 100%. But he could never get it done. So for that, I disagree because literally there's we discussed this last podcast the number one position in all of sports is quarterback so if you're number if you're the most valuable position in all of sports and you can't that get your it. team over the hill i don't know if that was the thing in the 80s though <clears throat> boys thank you for joining the show my guy he says boys battling and i'm sure he's swimming through some shit right now literally um he says tom brady top two not two obviously boys obviously brother <laughs> I just Duh. I don't, you can make that argument in the early '80s to late '90s that quarterback was the the position to have just because of how different the league was. Um, obviously, it is now, and then you know hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's easy for us to say that now. Um, but the philosophy in football back in the day was you're going to pound the rock 
and we're it's going to be a brutal game and i'm gonna beat you up by beating the shit out of you literally you know what i mean so with what he was able to accomplish throughout his career um it, it just it's crazy to me man he one of the best pure passers of the football um and he's just crazy just crazy well, so at the end of the day offense wins championships <laughs> and he wasn't able to get it done so he can't be top five baby <laughs> i think that proves defense wins championships because he couldn't carry the the lackluster offense you know or the defense rather sorry um That's hilarious. to round out my top five i got one of the greatest throwers of the football if not the greatest thrower of the football um i think kev would appreciate this pick and uh it's aaron Rodgers, man he's got a super bowl his what that that guy went on a stretch for such a long time and didn't throw a fucking interception bro what aaron Rodgers has accomplished in his career yes should it have been more 100 percent but guess what? He did get to the ship, and that guy is crazy. And the, that franchise never gave him any weapons. He gave like no help um, drafting young talent in the first round, which is the reason why he left. So Aaron Rodgers is my top five, dude. 59,000 yards, still playing. He has a shit ton of passing touchdowns with little to, you know, less than half of the interceptions. So he has 475 touchdowns still an active player it's aaron Rodgers' is top five so dude this one's this tough for me aaron Rodgers should be number five i want to come on this show and say he is my number five top quarterback of all time he wins one more super bowl he's definitely up there with the two three of all time like that's just but he's choked so much in big games uh Rodgers always said, you know, he has all these divisional games. There's these NFC championships game when he played for the Packers on the road. They're on the road. He goes, we got to get one of these at home. We got to get one of these on our field. Well, guess what? In 2022, you had a chance. You were at home at Lambeau. It was a cold game. It was snowing against San Francisco. God. And you lose off of a block punt special teams. And everybody says, oh, God, it was the special team's fault. Listen. You put up 10 points in that game. 10 points, okay? So championship, bro. Offense, well, <laughs> it should. If he gets if he gets a touchdown, he might be winning that Super Bowl. But San Fran went off to make a heck of a run, went all the way to the finals. But God, dude, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he like he could be the greatest quarterback of all time that will never be the greatest, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just because of big moments that didn't go his way. Yeah. 100%. You know? So I struggle here. So A-Rod 5, you can make an argument, which you did. I, I, I could totally agree with that. The second argument you make for 5 is Joe Montana or Troy Aikman. Oh, I forgot about Joe Montana. And I would probably take Joe because him and Jerry Rice had something special. special. In multiple Super Bowls, I mean, that guy was an absolute dog. He set the bar for every quarterback we've discussed tonight. Joe Montana from East 5, Aaron Rodgers 6, A-Rod gets one more chip in New York. That fifth slot, fourth slot, we might be changing it. I think Elway could potentially sneak its way out. I rescind my Dan Marino pick because I I don't know how I forgot about Joe Cool. Joe four, Joe Montana's four for me. And Thank then God. it's A-Rod. And then it's Montana. Yeah, because uh, you almost can make an argument, dude. Was, oh, Brett Favre over See, Dan. You know, I leave Brett Favre off of it because I mean, interceptions. He was reckless with the ball. Uh, I, I don't know. I, he I was love so Brett fun Favre. to watch, dude. He really was, dude. I loved watching the gunslinger. He was, he was, he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. A little less athletic and a lot more careless with the football or didn't get as lucky, whatever you want to say. Um, Brett Favre was fun to watch. Another one that has an argument to be up there, in my opinion, is Big Ben. I think he's close to that. He has multiple championships. He's 
played with a lot of great uh, teams on the Steelers. Um, the Super Bowl against the Cardinals, uh, San, An- San Antonio Holmes catch. Uh, beautiful on the button, over the shoulder. Like He had a lot of great moments as well. And he won. He won a lot. Um, and then another one, I think, is uh, Eli Manning, Tom Brady's kryptonite. Yeah, I, just, I still don't have Manning even in the top 10, man. I mean, here's here's my top 10. And I don't even think Ben could even – I mean, you could make an argument potentially at 10 for Ben. Mm-hmm. You got Tom Brady, you got Peyton Manning, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got John Elway, you got Joe Montana, you got Aaron Rodgers – you got Drew Brees, you got Brett Favre, you got Troy Aikman. And then after that list, I think you get to that next category. The Ben Roethlisberger's, the I'll give Eli you the, Mannings. No, no, no. Before them, you got to do Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, four. Well, so I think I think we're agreeing here. I think there's an I think the Roethlisberger and Eli like that great of a quarterback. Yep. That's the next layer, like the 12 to 20 layer of all yeah. time. Yeah. 11 precipice 10. It's hard to make that case for Eli just because, uh, I mean, he has like an equal, what, win loss record as a starting quarterback. He was an Ironman until they decided to bench him. Um, I mean, he went on a couple playoff runs, man, where just like Joe Flacco was got hot at the right time and made the right plays. And I mean, he beat Tom Brady twice. You know well, what I mean? One of them was 17 and 0. So, and he had a defense like you wouldn't believe. So, back in the day, defense won championships. That James does. Harrison, Troy Palomalu, um, Joey Reed. Porter. Yeah. Like that squad was nasty, and yeah, I think dirty. That was the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl against Warner, where Harrison had that pick six, right? Yep, it was like a hundred yards and died in the end zone because he couldn't breathe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great. I remember watching that Super Bowl. It was a fun Super Bowl to watch. Yeah. Um, that that moment was really cool too. Shout out Joey Porter, CSU Ram alum. Um, but yeah, man, I I think that's there. Hey, maybe next week we do our top five worst quarterbacks of all times. Who's the, hmm. the bustiest of busts? Well, obviously. that's the easiest. Jamarcus Russell's got to be Ryan the number Leaf. one, right? Ryan Leaf, bro. Ryan Leaf's a good one, dude. Both uh-huh. of those are up for debate. Uh, I think they're neck and neck on who's the worst. God I, dang, it's Ryan Leaf, dude. I can't I can't have my my team, you know associated with the worst team or player at a position well, ever. If we're going to discuss that next week, I know uh-huh. we're getting to the top of the hour here, so we're going to have to cut it here shortly. I'll leave you with this. I heard this story about Jamarcus Russell. Basically, they said, hey, Jamarcus, this is he's putting all this weight. He's not doing much. They said, hey, I need you to go home. I need you to study the film. I need you to get prepared for this week's game. Well, on the film, it was a blank film. There was nothing on the film. Jamarcus comes back. The coaches go, so Jamarcus, what'd you think? Jamarcus goes, I love the game plan. Whatever was on there, I agree with. He (laughs) never touched it, dude. Never watched it. The guy, I think at the time, what were rookie deals back then if you were the number one pick? Almost 100 mil? It was ridiculous. He was was one of the last, uh, he was probably one of the main reasons uh, for the newer CBAs where rookies can only make X amount of money because him, Sam Bradford, were making $60, $70 million as a first-round pick or first overall pick and haven't played a lick of football in the NFL. So crazy, crazy. crazy but Drake listen, Lee. kudos to him. He was able yeah. to fool the NFL and make a boatload of money. I think he burned it all away. Uh, so maybe next week, Jake, you go Ryan Leaf, I'll go Jamarcus Russell, and we'll give the people what they want on a nice little debate on the worst quarterback in Works NFL history. Works for me. Hey, that Jamarcus Russell pick could have been Calvin Johnson, bro. Oof, let that <sighs> one sit in. <laughs> Breaks my heart. God. Um, thanks, everybody. Tune in next week. Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, who would you rather not want? <laughs> um, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. 
This has been the third episode of the Talk to Fame. We live stream every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard. Um, You can find the podcast uploaded to Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Apple, wherever you get yours. That's where we are. We'd appreciate the like and follow. Um, I'm your host, Jake. That's my guy, Ty. Boys will be with us next week, I believe. Make sure, uh, you know, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's blow this thing up. Let's get her going. Peace out. Have a good one.